0: really like behind this. Feels very powerful, (laughs) having a stand last week. Anyways, uh, hi, everyone. If I didn't get a chance to see you last week or the two weeks before at some point, first of all, sorry, because I should really be getting to know you guys. Um, And hi, uh, if you haven't got to know me yet, um, rest assured, you will. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I'm Hannah, one of the staff members. Um, I never know at what point in the semester is it like awkward to, Keep reintroducing myself, so I'm just gonna keep going until you guys are sick of it. So, uh, if you've if you haven't been here, this is week four. It's not week seven, Andy. I saw that nice try. It's week four of our series. Um, no, it's week three of our series, which is the signs of wonders of um, Jesus, which is, in other words, miracles. Um, and I think, uh, so for me, especially like growing up, the the stories like, you know, you hear them over and over again, they kind of lose their, and as awful as this is, it's just kind of true, but like, kind of lose their like, oomph behind it. it's like, yeah, I grew up hearing this, like, of course Jesus performs miracles, it's kind of what he does. Um, but that's been really convicting for me this week, um, just with preparing this, um, and even listening to the other sermons, I'm like, Okay, I really need to get in check of where is my awe (laughs) and wonder of Jesus and God and everything that he's created. Um, So if you're in the same boat, um, totally normal, totally fine, but I also want to encourage you to kind of get out of that sort of, um, I don't know, space that you've been in. Um, Okay, so pop quiz, you guys, so sorry, but who remembers what we talked about last week? Andy, your hand was up. What were you we talking about? Andy, you were the one who raised your hand, buddy. <laughs> All right, anyone, I guess, other than Andy, do you guys know what we talked about last week? Ashley. Yes, Jesus heals the official's son. Yeah, and then, sorry, part two. What did we talk about the week before that? If it helps Adam was teaching, I think. Right. <laughs> he was. Yeah. Reagan, bingo! Oh, at the wedding, too. She had a little bonus for us. Nice. Thank you, Ashlyn and Reagan. nice to you. to everyone. Um, so, yeah, and then now moving into tonight. So, last week was uh, the end of chapter four of John. Um, tonight we're going to be in John, beginning of chapter five. Um, so, go ahead and turn there. Uh, John chapter five, one, I'm going to do one through 15. Um, and so, while you're turning there, I have a story that might sound familiar to some of us, especially if you have sisters. Uh, I grew up in a house of all females. It was a lot of estrogen and just a lot in general. <laughs> um, so, I'm the, I'm the youngest of three girls, and for most of my life, it was my mom uh, raising us, you know, split parents, and so we spent most of our time with our mom. And so, I um, uh, something that I would do, my best friend Kinsey at the time, she had a pool, and so I went over to a pool party that Kinsey was having, and, you know, mom's question was always, you know, it was, and her priority was to keep me safe, as, as annoyed as I was, 14 year old who was just trying to have fun at a pool party, you know, she's like, okay, well, who's all going to be there, Okay, well, you know, are the parents going to be home? Like, okay, what's their credit card number? What's their blood type? What's their social security number, if in case I need anything? And so just all these questions of what is the situation going to be like? And so I would tell her, and sometimes I didn't know. Sometimes I purposely left out some names. <laughs> just being honest, we've all been there. There's no judgment, but don't do that. <laughs> and then, um, so yeah, that's that's just what my mom's priority was. It was who's going to be there, what's my safety, Who are, who's going to influence me, all those things. Um, and so I go to this pool party, and I, I wear my sister's uh, suit without asking, uh, which might seem like a minor detail, but if you have sisters, you guys probably, some of you already have like that, like, not in your stomach of like, she wore her sister's outfit, <laughs> good luck, and, and anyway, so I did that, and then I come home, you know, pool party was great, it was fun, it was, you know, just teenager having fun, and then I come home, and my mom immediately, she says, well, I saw on such-and-such such that you were tagged in a photo and so was uh, so-and-so and you didn't tell me that they were going to be there. I'm like, yeah, sorry, I guess I forgot. I lied, but uh, I was like, oh, I guess I forgot that they were going to be there. Sorry, I didn't tell you. And then <laughs> my middle sister, she comes out and she's like, so I saw you wore my swimsuit. Nice. Awesome. I'm glad you asked. Like, that's such a cool thing of you to do. And I was like, sorry, you know, I just thought it would be a really innocent thing to do. Sorry, sis, won't happen again. It happened again. And then my oldest sister, she comes out and she's like, hey, did you have fun? And I'm like, thank you for asking. Yes, I did. It was a nice time. Thank you, Brooke. That was so kind of you to care about like your baby sister's experience at this pool party. And that's like a dumb, true story. (laughs) But the, the, the thing that I want you to get here is that it was one experience. Four different people, uh, different priorities. You know, my mom's priority was my safety, of course, because she's a wonderful mom. Uh, some of us have been there, and it's like, oh, mom, you're so annoying. But it's like, she loves us, all right? <laughs> so that's fine, super normal. Oldest Older sister was bothered that I borrowed her outfit without asking, because I knew she was going to say no if I asked her. Um, and then my oldest sister was just like, hey, how was it? <laughs> you know, because she couldn't care less about all this other stuff. And so very different, you know, like a, uh, priorities, different um, takeaways from that. Um, and then this will tie in later with a much more important story, and, uh, and we'll get to it right now. So chapter 5, John chapter 5, uh, it'll be up here. Um, I didn't do the U version app again, guys, sorry. Next time I'll do it. <laughs> okay, so um, chapter 5, verse 1, it's up here, you can read along in your Bibles, phones, whatever you have. All right, so some time later, and again, this is after uh, healing the official son last week, right? Some time later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals. Now there is in Jerusalem near the Sheep Gate a pool, which in Aramaic is called Bethesda, and which is surrounded by five color covered colonnades, which, in, in other words, it's kind of like big porches where people would uh, sit, Relax, Uh, we'll get to that in a second. So, I mean, this place is huge. It's, like, ginormous. This giant pool, um, giant porches, like, covering it. So think of that. Uh, And here, on this great pool, this great, uh, all these porches, there was a great number of disabled people, and they used to lie there. The blind, the lame, the paralyzed, all of it. And one who was there had been an invalid for 38 years years. 38 years. Good chance that that's vast majority of his life. 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, do you want to get well? It's kind of a funny question. Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I'm trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. And so another thing, this pool was kind of known for healing, uh, like every time that the pool was stirred, and there's a lot of different opinions on what caused it, could have been from the Lord, could have been from other things, but like healing, th- this place is known for healing. While I'm trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. Then Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your mat and walk. At once the man was cured. He picked up his mat and walked. The day on which this took place was a Sabbath, and so the Jewish leaders said to the man who had been healed, it is a Sabbath, the law forbids you to carry your mat, but he replied, the man who made me well said to me, pick up your mat and walk. So they asked him, who is this fellow who told you to pick it up and walk? Like, who is this guy? Where is he? The man who was healed had no idea who it was, for Jesus had slipped away into the crowd that was there. Later, Jesus found him at the temple and said to him, See, you are well again. Stop sinning, or something worse may happen to you. The man went away and told the Jewish leaders that it was Jesus who had made him well. So, yeah, again, I, I, I so desperately want you guys to like look into these different things on your own time. Um, just a side note, if you're ever curious of like what Bible reading you should like start next or a different plan that's coming, like read along with us, like what we're teaching, whether that's uh, Joshua in small groups, uh, uh, Gospel of John for our Wednesday nights, or Ephesians for our Sundays, like that is an excellent place to start, and you'll be amazed at what you like pick up that we don't, like we just can't touch on in such a short amount of time, Um, so that's just a side note. Pro tip, life hack, whatever you want to call it. And so, some things to know about this time and place. So I, I kind of showed you the picture. Uh, I kind not get a bit good picture otherwise. I would have thrown it up there. But if you just Google like um, Bethesda, you'll see like these amazing like tall columns, like this huge place where this water would be. And you can see where where these disabled people would be um, be either lying there, like this guy was. Um, so i mean this this place was like the purpose was to be healed. It wasn't just like a social gathering, <laughs> all right, and so um like that was the point of this to be healed um and and again, like we see in uh is it verse seven like um the first person to get down into the pool they were the they were who would get healed. so that's some context of the place um and then another thing, this place you know it says uh the day on which this took place was a sabbath and so doing anything on a sabbath is like a big no-no um don't work Uh, and this is really an identity thing it's you know um again do a study on sabbath it's pretty great we got some great resources as staff um and we've done some studies on this as well but um sabbath you don't do anything um this is because uh you know, Jewish people, they've had the identity in the past of being slaves, um, and then that's just no longer. You don't have to work anymore. You, you, one day a week, like, just don't work. You don't have to, so don't. (laughs) You know, take some time to rest, recoup. Um, So that's what the Sabbath was, and it's, it's a command, like, don't do anything on the Sabbath. Like, you need to rest. Like, you need to remember your identity isn't in just work. And so, Again, it's just a reminder for of, of identity for Jewish people, but um, they're more than just their work. So there's a time and place set up for us, um, and now we're going to talk about the people in this passage. We have the man who was healed, right? We have Jesus, of course, and we have the Jewish offic- officials, um, and we'll see that by the end of all this that they're going to have three very different priorities, you know, similar to the dumb story I shared at the beginning of this. But we'll see how there's kind of just always a, we all have different perspective, different life experiences. Um, yeah, we'll just see how that goes. <clears throat> so, the man who is healed, that's who we're gonna talk about first. Um, again, he has been in this condition for 38 years. Like, I don't know, that's just, I, I'm not gonna go there. But for 38 years, he has been coming to this pool to be healed. Uh, We don't know the exact condition, how it came about. Um, There there are some opinions that he uh, might have done something to get himself into the situation. Um, And later we see that whenever Jesus says, um, be healed and don't sin anymore or else something worse is going to happen to you. Um, So there is evidence for that. Um, uh, This guy, you know, he, he has been here for 38 years. I can't, I can't, like, say it enough, just 38 years, you know, time and time again, and I don't know if you guys have ever been, like, a part of a, sorry, this thing's driving me nuts, part of, like, a raffle to where, like, um, you really want the prize, and then, like, everyone else's name gets called before yours, or, like, and maybe you're like me and you're like always last to be picked for kickball, it never bothered me because I was too competitive to let it bother me. <laughs> so I'm like, watch, I'll show you. But maybe you're la- picked last to, for, for kickball. So imagine that, but like your health is at stake <laughs> rather than just like a bunch of elementary like punks, like just being punks. <laughs> you know, this is his health, this is his identity that's at stake. So we see that he's alone because there's no one around to carry him into this pool to be healed, right? So he has no one. He's watching everyone else um, get the good stuff before he is. And, and you'd think that being there for so long, someone would help him, but we see that they don't, right? It's pretty heartbreaking. Yet, you know, we do see the hope that this, that this man has because he, he is still there. I'll be honest, I'd be gone after like a year or two if I decided to stay that long. You know, but so, so he really hasn't given up hope. He really hasn't. Then we see the Jewish officials. Um, some of your translations might just say the Jews. It um, just means Jewish officials who are in charge of keeping order, protecting the law, you know, correcting people, um, all that stuff um, that we're familiar with. Um, there's a good chance that they've seen this man before, I mean, you know, they're local, <laughs> um, they've probably seen this man before, and all their priority is, is, hey, you're not doing what you're supposed to, like, you know, I don't, As uh, again, these are all, like, super silly examples, but I'm trying to make it relatable to where it's, like, you know, whenever you see, or, or, like, the first time you saw someone without their mask for the first time, and it's, like, oh, you look a lot different now, like, you seem familiar, have I met you before? Yeah, I know so you know? and it's just, like, it's just, diff- it's different. So, you would think that these, like, officials would be, like, that guy looks really familiar. Oh, yeah, he's walking, <laughs> like, he's picking up his mat, but they couldn't care less. They're just caring about this guy is carrying his mat on the Sabbath. That's all they care about. They care about, you know, law and order, what should be, you know, what's proper, what should we be doing, and it's binding them from this amazing miracle that happened, um, and like you know, I got a little bit of hope whenever they're like, "Oh well, who asked you? Like, like who told you to pick up your mat and walk?" In case they're going to be like, "Hey, nicely done, good job, Jesus." <laughs> but no, it's just to like scold them as well. And you know, the priorities are just like all out of whack here. And so, then we finally have Jesus. Yay, finally. Um, he heals this man, tells him to pick up his mat, and he's fully know like he fully, he fully knows that that's. Countercultural. Um, again, I said it last week. Uh, Jesus has this amazing way of just like totally wrecking things in like the best way because it's like he has the right priority, right? Like he's healing this man. And he knows that there isn't supposed to be work on the Sabbath, which makes me wonder is it really work? <laughs> So, and so, and something I'd like to point out also about like like this mat thing, you know, think think of like uh, maybe like a camping mattress or like just a really thin like like a mattress, and not like a full-on bed or anything, right? Just like a mattress, a, a mat, whatever. Um, whenever you like sleep at a place, that is like literally the most um, like vulnerable state you can be in while being alive. <laughs> like where you sleep matters, is what I'm saying. And so, like, you have to be, like, really careful. Like, I remember growing up, I wouldn't stay the night at, some, at, at certain people's houses because I was, like, I don't know, I don't trust you. And that was totally fine, you know, <laughs> because I just didn't want to sleep there because, like, even as a kid, I knew, like, eh, that's not. so this guy is, like, vulnerable. He's been sleeping this whole time, and that's been part of his identity, right? Back to that identity, back to these priorities. And so his identity is, like, being totally removed. Like, he doesn't have to stay at this pool anymore. He doesn't have to lay on these porches struggling to be the first one in the water. Chances are, I mean, I know I would, being one to beg to be healed. Because again, we talked about how desperate we can be, like last week, right? To do something for yourself or someone that you care about. Yeah, this guy wants to be healed. (laughs) Of course he does. And so everything just like totally shifted in just an instant. I think it's so amazing that he did it, you know, he, he took that faith and he did take up his mat and walk. Like what, what amazing faith is that, that he's trusting Jesus, he see, like, he, he's, he just sees this guy and he says, pick up your mat, you're healed, and he says, okay, you know, he's ready, he's ready to go, he's ready to be healed. And so this guy is being transformed, like his entire identity. But even though Jesus heals this man physically, he also knows that there's something deeper. And so after, you know, Jesus slips away and he comes back, um, he found him at the temple and said to him, see, you are well again. Stop sinning or something worse may happen to you. So like even, even though there is this amazing physical healing, which is something that we can totally strive for, that I, I pray a good chunk of the time. I pray it for myself. I pray it for family. I pray it for you guys. You know, I pray for physical healing. You know, it's it's in our prayer requests often. Um, you know, pray for so-and-so because they, they're sick with such-and-such. You know, we do that all the time. I mean, it ends up becoming noise, but again, I don't want us to just lose that awe and wonder that it's still possible today, all right, because it is. I felt like a little bit of soapbox. Sorry. But it's true he can heal today and he does heal today but even more than this physical transformation he's concerned about his heart jesus is trying to get right down to the heart issue and he says stop sinning so that something worse may not happen to you and and i read that and i think two different things and from what i've read it's it could mean two different things. So that something worse may not happen to you. That could be another physical ailment, uh, something physical happening to him, or something worse that may happen to you. It's like, dude, your soul's at stake. <laughs> that is worse than you being crippled for the rest of your life, you know. And so Jesus has the priorities here, but you also see how Jesus cares about both, right? And so, unfortunately, at the end of this, and this does make me a little emotional. Um, because we see this man is healed, and, you know, he has that faith. We saw him literally take that step of faith, right, after he hadn't been able to for decades. Um, and then earlier in the story, you know, we saw how, how Jesus slipped away into the crowd, um, not an accident, right? Like, people are after Jesus pretty regularly, for all sorts of different reasons, um, but then the man goes to the officials and tells them who it was that healed him. Um, and that leads into another story that we're not going to get to tonight. Um, but Jesus is basically defending himself um, about working on the Sabbath and, you know, talking to these Jewish leaders. And I, I really encourage you, like, tonight whenever you go home or tomorrow first thing whenever you wake up, um, like, re- like, keep reading. Keep reading about this. Um, and, and see what happens. Um, I mean, there's just just so much packed in here. (laughs) Um, And again, unfortunately, this isn't the last time that we see um, Jesus being completely perfect, completely innocent, and him being turned over um, to the officials, which again makes me, like, physically, like, uneasy. Like, it's it's not okay. (laughs) It's not right. Um, People denying Jesus. Um, and I think part of the reason why it makes me like, like honestly a little nauseous is because I know I, I do that at times for being honest, right, and, and so that leads me in, um, into the next spot. These, these aren't the questions that will be in your um, small group, uh, in your connection groups, but we'll go ahead and go to the next questions. Um, and I want you to keep asking these, so I want everyone to like take your phone out and take a picture of this. Like, go ahead, go ahead, take, your phone out. take a picture of this um, and the reason I want you to is because what might be these, yeah, I don't know if you guys can see, whatever might be the answer to these tonight, um, the answer very well might change later. Um, you know, honestly, my answer to things changes as, like, I eat more and I'm not as hungry <laughs> or if I, like, get more sleep. Like the day after, like, my answers vary depending on how my heart is. Uh, my answers vary. So I want you to keep coming back to this, whether you like favorite it in your phone, like text it to yourself, whatever, uh, whatever makes sense to you. Um, And again, these aren't going to be in connection groups. So this is very, very much private, very much self-reflective. The first one is, do I care about people down to their core, Uh, which, you know, the way Jesus cares, right? Down to their core. Kind of a follow-up question is, Do I care less when I learn more about their past, their sin, their political stance, their opinions on XYZ issue, uh, the way they look or dress? And honestly, the list goes on because we tend to find like the dumbest things (laughs) to discount people for. Um, I know I'm guilty of it. Um, It's okay, we can be honest with ourselves. Second is, do I want Jesus to heal my heart or just fix the things around me? You know, last week we kind of talked about that a little bit of, uh, do you want just like the benefits of following Jesus or do you want to know Jesus as Lord, Lord meaning master of our whole lives? Do we want Jesus or do we want what Jesus brings? And then lastly, is Jesus my priority or are other things fighting for my attention? Um, Adam and I were talking today about... um, like, basically, the concept is, like, whenever you look at your calendar and what it's, like, like, like things are fighting for your attention all the time. I mean, it could be this class that's really hard. It could be um, your small group, which, again, is a great thing. Like, definitely, I'm not saying don't do small group because please do. They're awesome. But, again, like, that has your attention. That does have a part of your attention. Or it's going to see family, such and such weekend. You know, I don't know about you guys, but I look at my calendar, I'm like, when is it going to stop? <laughs> Why? <laughs> and so, but those things are fighting for my attention, and I, you know, I have to ask myself, am I spending time in the Word? Am I spending time with others? Um, or am I hold up in my house, which I love, and I never want to leave it? <laughs> like, just hanging out with my son, because that's like heaven for me most days, some days. And so, again, I want, you, I want you to think about these just as you go. And even if it's just for the next week, like every day this coming week, like think about what it is.